Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Hlaud, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. Peace and joy be unto you from God the Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. 2007 it was my second year here at Prince of Peace. I'd been here for nearly two full years, and we were in major planning mode. Pastor Grant had just joined the team that year, and we're working on a new vision statement for the church and a long-range plan. So that year we did a series during Advent using our new vision statement, which caught my attention this year because we're beginning a sermon series today that highlights these three phrases that we've been talking about that connect our mission statement and our vision statement. The first being this one that we spent so much time focusing on this, this fall, life-changing hope. There are many connections between the old and the new, of course, because we're still the Church of Jesus Christ, just like we were in 2007. We're still the anticipatory community that embodies the kingdom of God now, even as we wait on the coming again of Christ in the fullness of time. So back then we were focused on this phrase, Christ is transforming lives at Prince of Peace through a vision of grace, hope, depth, and growth. And now we focus on life-changing hope as one of the markers of our identity as that community that witnesses to our faith in the coming of Christ. And then, as now, we did this during Advent. We do this because Advent is a season of preparation and anticipation for the coming of Christ at Christmas and in the fullness of time. And exploring the life-changing hope of Jesus in the context of this season of our hopeful expectation is a wonderful way to explore why hope is so central to the witness that we have as followers of the way of Jesus. Again, back to 2007. In the end, our vision statement then was somewhat short-lived, but what I always liked then was the work we did on the longer descriptive language that came with it. We said there, the lost are found the broken are mended, and the wounded are healed within this ever-evolving congregation. We eagerly anticipate the fulfillment of God's promises when Christ comes again. And we experience this kingdom today as we gather around the water, the word, and meal in worship, and as we are sent out to share in God's mission in the world. You see, then as now, our vision is an Advent message of anticipation for the coming of Christ, even as we begin to experience the inbreaking and the presence of the resurrected Christ now in our midst. God takes this stuff so seriously that God sent his Son to come to earth so that we don't have to wait until we die to experience the kingdom. God intends for us to experience it now as it breaks in among us. God's creation is good. We are good. Our future is secure in Christ, and His love and grace are ever growing in our midst. God is calling on us to draw on the true riches of the kingdom so that those who have not seen do. 
and know the love and grace of God present in our world and in our lives. To be this Advent people that are leaning into the future so boldly that we consistently forget that the kingdom is not yet fully realized because we're experiencing it so mightily already here in our community of grace and love. This is our calling as followers of Jesus. Our vision for the future is God's vision for the church. That it would be the vessel through which the world can see the resurrected Christ shattering the darkness with the light. Being a vessel of hope for the restoration of our weary world. Do not lose hope, for the day is surely coming. He shall judge between the nations and shall arbitrate for many people. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. The day is surely coming. So we walk as if that day were now. In the big and little things of life, filled with the love and grace of God. We have this Advent season. We have this series of teaching now. We have this emphasis on life-changing hope, not because they are new, novel concepts. We have these times of emphasis on what is already to be our identity because it's easy to lose sight of these hope-filled promises in the midst of despair and possibly more dangerous, the daily doldrums of our lives. This is why we've crafted our sermon series the way we did this Advent. How do we live more fully in this life-changing hope? Well, according to our texts for Advent, first we have to wake up to see what God is doing and what the needs are around us, and then we need to get ready and to trust that God is really present by the power of the Spirit calling us into lives of action now. We also need the trust that the time is now. We cannot wait for tomorrow because we do not know the hour. And finally, we cannot be afraid because our God is a God of hope, a God of peace, a God of love that is making all things new in Jesus And we know this because hope is delivered at Christmas. So we wake up. We get ready. Because the time is now, and do not be afraid, for hope is delivered at Christmas. So we start this week with waking up. And I think the idea of waking up is fascinating because it's a call to wake up to the signs of eternity but it's also about seeing those that are coming among us right now. Keep awake because you could miss them. What happens so often with this passage is that we get all wrapped up in the long view and we can miss what Jesus is calling us here to here and now. And a great example of this is what we would actually point to is pretty lousy theology where people interpret the word taken in this passage as dealing with some rapturous moment at the end of time where the elect will be taken up somewhere else. 
but the clues in the language point towards a much more now-centered ethic in Jesus. To quote one commentator, the word taken, paralambanomai, doesn't mean to go up in the original Greek or to meet, but rather to go along with. It's used in the transfiguration story. Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John and his brother. It's used in the section on church discipline. If someone has sinned against you, you are to go to him and tell him his fault, and if he does not listen, take with you one or two others. It isn't a special word or a magical word about floating up in the air. It's much more like the fishermen or tax collectors answering Jesus' call to follow me. Come along with me. Let's walk down the road together. The commentator goes on to point out what it is that the people are doing when they're taken or leaving. They're doing what they do every day. They're in the midst of their daily work. So why might someone be left behind? They're left behind because they're so busy living their lives that they miss out on the invitation to come now and follow me. They're so wrapped up in their own lives that they don't see how they could possibly stop to do something different. Like a thief in the night with the blink of an eye, stay alert, keep awake, for Christ is coming now. As we look at all of the hope-filled signs that surround us in the midst of this season, as all the Christmas lights begin to emerge, we must savor and enjoy them, but also pull back in prayer and worship and say, aha, these aren't just signs of the Christmas spirit, they're signs of the presence of Emmanuel, God with us. They're signs of the kingdom of God breaking in around us, assuring us that our waiting and our hoping is not in vain. And not only that, they are a call to action. They are a call to be a sign of hope ourselves by bearing love and peace and mercy to others in need around us. As we heed this call this week to wake up, we're going to begin a different kind of prayer practice for Advent this year here at Prince of Peace. Instead of corporate prayer during worship where we offer aloud together our prayers, we're going to be called into corporate contemplation. And so for the next few minutes, I invite you to take these prayer cards that you had in your bulletin for today and to read the prompts that are listed there and to jot down some notes on the card and the space beneath that prompt on the things that come to you in prayer that you might think about more this week. And then take this card with you this week as a reminder of the ways that God is calling you to wake up and engage more fully in sharing God's hope in a broken world. So there's going to be some music in the background now. And then at the end, I'll stand and we'll read the final petition at the bottom of the second page together. So let us enter into a time of quiet prayer. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.